Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 145 of the Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I get to chat with the lovely Christina Galbato. She is out of New York City. She is the CEO of Her Life by Design podcast. On this episode, Christina and I talk about sobriety and recovery and what it means to fall forward. This is such a fantastic episode, so let's get into it. If you have been listening to the podcast and my amazing guest stories, you will have known that there is one common denominator. There is one common thread that is that is prevalent in everyone's successful sobriety journey. And that is a solid foundation. The first 30 days are pivotal when you are making changes with your relationship and alcohol. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now to sign up for the 30 days to gain booze free challenge. In 30 days or less, you will see the value of sobriety and what you have to gain by putting down the booze. Through daily emails to daily worksheets, you will have the accountability to make change in your life. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now. Christina, I'm so excited to talk to you and hear about your story and your life uh, because you're such an interesting and dynamic person. How are you? What's going on? Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I have really enjoyed chatting with you. We've been talking for like 20 minutes before this (laughs) just hit recorded. So I'm very excited to be here and like in my sobriety, sobriety journey, your Instagram page and your podcast have been like amazing resources for me. So oh, thank super you. Appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you so much. That's so nice. So you're the one person who listens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I my audience download per month. Yeah. <laughs> my audience of one. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so you have a very, very successful business and podcast of your own. And I definitely want to get into that and, and how you came to build that empire, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but first and foremost, I kind of want to back it up and talk about your sobriety journey and mm-hmm. what that looks like and how you kind of came to be like, how do you even yeah. identify first and foremost? How do you identify? I think sober is probably okay. the word that I would go with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my journey, do you like people to talk for a two minute cliff notes or like a, just like, give me all the details, give me the, the scoop. Okay. Give me the scoop, man. That, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to know what made <laughs> you, what made this change come about? Because it's really like yeah. a change and a choice, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So for me, I think I've had my first sip of alcohol in high school, probably when I was 15 or 16. I honestly can't remember Mm -hmm. uh, what age it was, but from the very beginning of when I drank, I had no off switch, uh, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure that you can relate to. Like a lot of people have two drinks and they stop. (laughs) I've never had that like feature in my brain. So uh, yeah, pretty much immediately from the first time I drank alcohol, never had the off switch and identified it as like a really great coping mechanism to deal with a lot of like the uncomfortable emotions that I was feeling in high school related mostly to men. There's a theme in my life. Mm. Um, And so then when I went to college, I kind of, I joined Greek life. And so I found a group of people that drank exactly like I did that, you know, blacked out four or five times a week that laughed and celebrated making, you know, drunken mistakes and, and all of that. And those girls are still, a lot of them are still my really close friends, but I kind of found a group of people that like justified my drinking, which I think is really huge in like that stuff kind of escalating. So then when I graduated college, I mean, you know how it goes, like it's kind of, it's a slippery slope. Things get gradually worse over time. Mm -hmm. And that definitely happened for me. Um, kind of the combination of like starting this business and working constantly on it, I think Mm -hmm. may have sped it up in the sense that I don't really know. It, It just may have sped it up like to deal with stress or something like that. Yeah. Then things kind of escalated to the point where like in 2020, was when I started like hiding alcohol, lying about how much I was drinking, not only being in a place where I couldn't stop drinking when I started, but needed it every day. Not like a get up in the morning and drink kind of person, but like a bottle and a half a night. And I just found myself in this cycle where I, everyone listening, I'm sure knows well, where you wake up and you're like, today's going to be different. I'm not going to drink today. And then 5 PM rolls around. You're like, what's another day? And then you're hung over the next day and it's literally a groundhog's day nightmare situation. Yes. It's horrible. Um, And so I was in that place in 2020. And then earlier this year, I went to Tulum, Mexico for a few weeks with a friend and I was staying at a hotel by myself for like a few days before she got there. And, you know, no matter where you are, location change, whatever, you can't escape yourself. And so I was now in a hotel with the same drinking habits that I had at home, ordering wine from room service. And it was this moment when I checked out, when the guy said to me, oh, we forgot all these wine glasses that you ordered last night. And it was like, I was being confronted with my drinking problem, because I feel like up until that point, I had justified so much about my habits because it was just me. And like, it is crazy, the stuff that we can normalize in our heads, you know, for sure. Um, And so it was like, I was seeing it reflected back at me. And it wasn't like he didn't say it in a judgy way, 
but that moment, and then like going back to the airport, I was just like crying and I'm like, I am going to get help. I'm going to get sober. Um, and so from there, you know, sought out a therapist kind of like weaned myself off of it. Yeah. And, um, then one day I just stopped drinking. So, wow, that's it. And then there was a little, there was a little hiccup like 18 days in yeah. that we can talk about, but, um, yeah. that's pretty much the story. So, okay. So when you say like weaned yourself out, like, are you, were you kind of giving yourself like moderation? Like what, what did that look like? What did the process look like? Yeah. So I was kind of forced into it in a way because I knew that I was eventually going to get sober. But when I got back from Mexico, I went home with my family and at home, I couldn't be drinking the normal amount that I was. So, Mm. and my parents knew that I was planning on getting sober and getting help also. And so I weaned down to like two glasses a night and immediately I just like, it's crazy what alcohol does to your body, but I was like full, like it felt like I was in like a haze. Like I couldn't snap out of it. I couldn't like feel or communicate emotions. I just felt like I was in this like cloud mentally. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that I did that versus like fully, you know, just going from bottle and a half to nothing, Yeah. but that's kind of like my forced weaning off. And then when I got home from that trip, I just stopped one morning. Wow. And never look back. Never look back except for that day, 18 days in. <laughs> what, what happened 18 days in? <laughs> so you know how your brain like plays tricks on you of like, of course. oh, you have 18 days. Like you're going to be fine. You can yeah. have a glass of wine. You're going to be good. And I think what was really important for me um, is staying away from like all social events for the first like three, four months until I felt like really, really solid. So I okay. made the mistake of going out to dinner with a friend at a restaurant that I like very much associated with like white wine and sake. And I didn't go in with the mentality of like, you're not drinking. I went in with the mentality of like, we'll see what happens. So in like ah. a split second decision, I was like, Oh, let me have a, a glass of white wine. Yeah. And that I'm so grateful for that night because it taught me like everything that I'll ever need to know about myself, which is like, I cannot drink because even with just that glass of white wine, all I could think about was how low my wine was compared to hers and how close to the end of the dinner was I to like how high my wine was. She didn't finish her wine. And my brain was like, Oh, maybe I can just finish her wine. And it just, Whoa, it was crazy. Super obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed immediately with a glass of wine. So I was like, well, that's all the info I need. And I think without that glass of wine, I would not be as like solid in my sobriety as I am. Yeah. And your decision and choice to like leave it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously I'm not promoting like relapse or like those those instances, but Mm -hmm. they really do, you know, a lot of people kind of are really hard on themselves. But if you kind of look like, yes, of course, you're going to feel that shame and that guilt. Mm -hmm. Those are totally natural emotions because you're essentially going against yourself, right? Like you're going against what your goals are and what you know to be true for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But once you get past that, there are some really amazing lessons that need to be learned. Um, You know, it took me 10 years to finally like appreciate the value of sobriety. So like, I know, like I, I definitely um, appreciate the journey, but when you're in it, it's like, Oh, it just feels so defeating. So like, how did you feel the next day? 
Uh, I was definitely disappointed with myself. I think I would be much more disappointed with myself if I had more days under my belt. I really think the number of days at the beginning, I was like, these number of days is so stupid, but now I like, I get it. (laughs) Um, but I had talked to my therapist about it and she was like, let's reframe it as a fall forward, which Mm -hmm. I definitely identified with just because it gave me so much information about myself and it kind of eliminated the possibility that I could ever go back to drinking. Yeah. So I kind of just reframed it in my head as like a lesson learned, a fall forward. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Cause if we, if we kind of like stay in that, that place, right. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't learn anything. You're, you're again, you're, you're stagnant no matter exactly. what it is, even if you're beating yourself up and you feel like you're being productive by shaming yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really not. No. Yeah. You know? And I think you can like reframe it as like, you know, I think, I think the days thing is great. It gives you motivation, but sometimes I feel like if people have a slip up or a fall forward that it, because of the days, it just like totally wrecks them. And I kind of like to think about it. I think the same thing in business, right? Where you have certain days that you just feel like you're slipping behind. But if you look at the overall kind of like bar chart of Mm -hmm. things, it's going up and you're improving and you're learning more about yourself and you're getting healthier. So like, if you think about that little blip as just a blip, like it doesn't reverse all of the days you have under your belt. It doesn't reverse all the work you've done on yourself. It's just totally a little dip in the bar chart, but then you go back up. Yeah, definitely. And again, I'm not promoting yes, like no. going out and like relapsing and drinking like, oh, you know what? I'm going to learn something tonight. Yep. Some yeah. of us would definitely be like, oh, perfect. I'm going to, yeah. this is a good lesson. This is not, yeah, this is Don't not do that. get no. out of jail free card. You know, this isn't like, oh, <laughs> let me take on that experience. But Mm -hmm. I guess it's, and and people say this all the time, like to be kinder and gentler to yourself, but like, you know, you're living proof of like why and how, and I love how you even the terminology you use, like the words you Mm -hmm. use, like your fall forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You're, you're taking these experiences and they're accumulating. They're not Mm -hmm. just individual dates. So I I love that. Um, I want to kind of jump back. You mentioned um, your relationship with men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not getting out of that one. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but how did that contribute to your drinking? Uh, you know, you mentioned it when you were younger and then in, in mm-hmm. kind of like college and university. What did mm-hmm. that look like? Yeah. So this is like the biggest thing that I've had to work on in therapy. Mm -hmm. So I would say that my relationship with men, and it kind of goes back to like, you know, all of our relationships with our fathers, right? Like my dad is Mm -hmm. a wonderful dad, but he's not the best at communicating his feelings verbally. And so I've always fought for affirmation from men and always had like an anxious attacher style. So I've always like had one object of affection and like, I will do anything to get that affirmation from that person. And it's like, you know, has been just a little psychotic in the past. And so I like tie my self-worth to whatever the man of the year is. Right. And I also really have never developed great coping skills. I've never been able to just sit with and experience my feelings and move through them. I've always wanted to shove them to the side. Mm. So I think those two things together just really created a bad environment for me mentally. Like in high school, before I discovered alcohol, maybe it was simultaneous. I think it was right before I was like self-harming because I didn't know 
how to deal with my feelings. I didn't know how to feel them. I just wanted them to go away and be numbed out and, and all of that. So I think like alcohol was the natural kind of number. And so it's been really interesting to me that like in sobriety, I really thought that it was just, okay, don't drink, but that's like the tiniest, tiniest part of it. It's like going back and healing that girl that felt so you know, rejected by men and not accepted and low self-worth and low self-confidence and all of that stuff and healing that part because without healing that, you know. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. I'll just go back to drinking. So that's just been like the biggest... Or it'll manifest in a different way, right? Like we'll like use our phones or shopping or, you know, people codependency. Yep. Yeah. These patterns. It's, it's so interesting that you say that and that you're so like self-aware of that. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of work have you done to, to bring up this awareness? Like, of course, being sober helps, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Therapy is like the best thing that uh, has ever happened to me. (laughs) Mm. Um, I think there's like so many great resources out there, like your podcast. And I've been reading a lot of books just about like sobriety and addiction and like the neuroscience behind it. Yeah. Um, But then also doing therapy and just doing a lot of trauma work in therapy. So I feel like people think that trauma is like, big things like being assaulted or things like that. And that, yes, that is big T trauma, but there's also small T trauma of like little things that like, were just beyond your capacity to cope. So therapy has been really helpful for me to like, go back and heal those wounds. So that way I can, can heal myself. And I'm always very self-aware of like, am I using my phone to numb? Am I using exercise to numb? Like my relationship, I just actually got out of a long-term relationship two months ago after being sober for like five months. And, um, so now I'm like, my automatic instinct is like, find a new man, but I'm like, no, I need to sit with myself and like, get to know me. Um, and so I'm just very self-aware of like, you know, why am I being pulled towards these things? Like how much time are we spending on these things? And you have to be, you really have to be. Yeah. I I'm right. I'm literally in the same boat as you are. Like just got out of a relationship. Like Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I thought I kind of, you know, as much as you're aware of these aspects of yourself and like, you know, like you said, like, Oh, kind of like doting towards like what they want. Um, And I never thought that was a big deal. Like I thought I was just like, Oh, super easy. Like, you know, like just very casual, like just fun and, but I didn't realize the effect that it was like having on me and as a person and like, totally until you really take care of yourself and actually physically, like I physically have to ask myself, like, Mm -hmm. what is going to make you feel good today? Yeah. 
like, and just keep on reminding myself because it, it wasn't second nature. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. It was yeah. like, Oh, like, what do the kids have today? Like, what is this? Like, what do they want to eat? Like it was yeah. literally everyone else but yeah. myself, but I didn't see that at all. Yep. It's yeah. Tough. And do you think like for you specifically, I'm sure you've talked in the podcast a lot about it, but you're a mom. Do you feel like there's a lot of like external, I don't know, like influence with like marketing and stuff like that, that has kind of created your, your issue with alcohol? Um, marketing, like the mommy drinking wine culture yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't have kids like my ex had kids and mm. like, I didn't, yeah. Okay. I didn't, I, I didn't really <laughs> okay. see that, but I, I definitely, um, okay, know, I, I could see it. I could see it in my, I know I, I see it in my clients. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it in like my ex. Mm-hmm. She was a mom. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, like I definitely see it, it like around me and I, I mm-hmm. see it in friends who have kids. I like it's mm-hmm. just so easy. It's like the easy yeah. button. It's like, you know how you said you, you joined like your, the Greek group yeah, and you found like literally water seeks its own level Yeah, and you will find yeah, exactly. people. Yeah. It doesn't matter where so you true. are in the world. It doesn't matter like, oh yeah, like I'm German. Like we were born to drink. Like, yeah, duh, I'm Canadian. Like we basically invented beer. Yeah, Everyone has these ways to legitimize and rationalize mm-hmm. like what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're, just, they're just excuses. Totally. At the end of the day, they oh, are, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, you can make excuses for anything. I can make excuses for being sober. Like Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's every, like when I first got it's sober, whatever, it was what in- you want. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like you can drink for any reason. When I was drinking, I could make up like the craziest reason and be like, well, this is all the reason I need. My therapist at the beginning, when I got sober, it was April. And I was like, well, like summer's coming up and it's getting warmer. And like, I want to drink rosé in the city with my friends. And she was like, okay, um, what are you going to say when it's winter? And I was like, drink red wine inside with a blanket. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, there's never going to be a time. Totally. But it's (laughs) it's like, comfortable. It's like breaking up with like, any relationship, right? Yeah. Like kind of toxic relationship. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, Um, there's never a great time or there Mm -hmm. is always a great time, especially if it's a toxic relationship. There's always a great time to get rid of that shit. Yes. Um, And it's funny, like, you know, we're approaching the holiday season. This is like, it's, it's, I really see when people are split. It's like, okay, I'm going to make this conscious choice to be sober and be present for my family Mm -hmm. and like actually give myself an amazing holiday season that I remember, like not face down in mashed potatoes right on. (laughs) It's happened. For real? Yeah. Oh God. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. 
We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. <laughs> I'm definitely blacked out at Christmas. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, it's just, I, 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 yeah. Um, or the other end of it, blacking out at Christmas and yeah. like, you know, <laughs> making that like a family tradition. Like, what do you want your family traditions to be? That's like another thing. Like, do you want to just right. be like drunk with everyone in your family and like kind of hate yourself the next day? Yeah. Or, or do you want to remember it and be like present and have a really good time? Yeah, exactly. Not, not have any shame or regret. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. Going for the second one this year. <laughs> I mean, my first holiday sober yeah. and like, I'm just so excited about it. Cause I think of like Ooh. all the holidays I've had where we've like been unwrapping gifts and like, we're all drinking wine. Yeah. And like the only thing I'm thinking about is my wine. Yeah. Nothing else. It's like, I'm just yeah. so happy to be free of the obsession yeah. and like being so like controlled by something. And yeah, it's just going to be amazing. Yeah. And then you can actually focus like, oh, does this person like, like their gift that I got? Though? Yeah, exactly. Maybe I should exactly. pay attention more next year. Weird. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so this is life. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is what 3D life looks like. <laughs> literally. It's like literally going from like analog to like yeah. digital. Oh my God. You're so right. You're so right. I remember this yeah. time, I think I was like two months sober and I was on a run at eight in the morning, which is like never a thing when I was drinking. Wow. And I remember just like looking around and I was like hearing children and I was like yeah. looking at the sun glistening on the East river and then like hearing the helicopter, you know, city sounds. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I can like, things are in like sat like bright colors. This is like yeah. in saturated color. And I felt like I was like, I don't know, like in tune with the world and like I could feel things happening around me. And I just, I, that's an example of just like, I feel like when you quit drinking, you realize how crappy you felt before. Because yeah. you just justify so much and normalize it. Totally. But it also like drinking also numbs the good stuff too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, of course we drink, you know, as a coping mechanism, right. To, to mm -hmm. most of us to numb out. Cause we have a lot of emotions and we don't know. That's a lot of energy. We don't know yeah. where it goes or how to deal with it. So, mm -hmm. you know, yes. In that way, in that way, drinking does work for that, for mm -hmm. numbing out. It's a good number. But it's totally. also numbing out like all the good, beautiful things in life too. Not saying yeah. that emotions aren't beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. They're just a little bit hard for us to deal with and handle. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're also numbing like the most amazing parts, like even your senses, right? Your smell, mm -hmm. your taste, yeah. your sight, your, your hearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing like how it comes back and just like also your new... I don't know about you, but a um, new appreciation for like gratitude about like the silly, like the littlest things. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like even the birds, I woke up this morning. I'm like, Oh God, birds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because I would associate like when I was drinking, 
Oh, with birds that. with like get home, dude. I'm getting like PTSD. <laughs> yes, yes. And then you'd see like that little glimmer of light like come. Yes, through, like, shit. It yes. is like four. oh, I'm like having PTSD right now. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. never been like a great thing because I've always associated it with like, like when drinking, I'm like, oh, I've done it again. Yeah. Time to go home. <laughs> yeah. Total walk of shame. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yep. now it's like, oh, it's the start of a new day. Yeah. Like, it's know. life. Things are waking up. <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful yes. day. Like I yeah. can't. Yeah. I will never get over not having hangovers. Oh, I have, I, no, I think I've experienced some of the worst in the world. Feels oh good. my God. Yeah. Like, are there certain foods you can, just can't even touch anymore because of hangovers? Not really. Okay. I was never the type of hungover that would like eat like a burger though. Okay. So I don't really associate you. I would just sleep, you know, until like yeah. 2 PM. Okay. It's really cute and productive. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're running your own business. Oh, oh yeah. Speaking of running your own business, how has sobriety um, helped you in relation to, to your business? The obvious answer is that it's made yeah. me more productive because I'm able to like wake up early and take care of myself and then go to work. I think when yeah. I was in the height of things being really bad, it was this cycle of like waking up at 10, 11, just mm-hmm. rolling to my laptop and then like cracking open wine at like 5 PM and then just drinking for the rest of the night and working at the same time. So it was just this horrible cycle. And now I'm able to actually like take care of myself. So that way I can be a better leader and like Mm. get projects done faster and be more productive and create more relationships with like the people that are on my team and things like that. Um, And it's also been very interesting too, like sort of the duality of a lot of our traits. Like I really believe that a lot of the things that made me have a problem with alcohol Mm. are also the things that make me a really good entrepreneur. And so some people are like, do you wish that you could drink? And I'm like, you know what? Not really. Because if I didn't have like these aspects of my brain, like loving dopamine, risk taker, Mm. um, relentless, very like, um, persuasive kind of personality, resourcefulness, all of these traits that are associated with substance abuse, I wouldn't be good at running a business. So there's a lot of like duality that I've had to realize and just be more aware of. But um, so in a lot of ways, I am very grateful for this journey. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. 
Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. I I feel like I have all those traits too which can also like, I guess my obsessiveness can like lead to why I want to Mm -hmm. chill those emotions out. Yep. Yeah. It's super interesting. And then there's also this thing I've been, there's this book called Molecule of More that I would recommend you listen or read. Um, And it's about dopamine. And there's a huge like connection between dopamine and, and substance abuse. But um, what I didn't realize about dopamine is that it's the anticipation of having something. So it's the anticipation uh, of that glass of wine that you get super kind of like addicted to in a way. Yeah. And it's the same thing with growing a business where you are constantly like fighting for more versus people that have higher, like it's called H and N transmitters or something like that here and now kind of chemicals mm-hmm. where you enjoy what you have. So I don't really have the H and N things. I have a lot of dopamine. So I'm always like in search for something more. Yes. So for example, if there's something I want to buy online, I love the feeling of like buying it and waiting for it and checking the tracking. And then when I get it, I'm like, oh, that'll go in the back of my glass. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, what are we looking for next? Yeah, exactly. How do you, how do you like, how do you deal with that? Is that something that you want to change or work on? Or are you just like aware of it and like, it is what it is? Yeah, I think that I, in, in work, I don't want to change it, but I think there's other aspects of my life that I can practice more gratitude for what I have rather than buying something else or going somewhere else. And it's just an innate part of who I am. I will always be an achiever and that's part of who I am. And I really love that about myself, but I think just practicing more gratitude has been really helpful for me. I know people talk about journaling and like doing gratitude lists every morning, but like um, that has been helpful. And the other thing too, is sometimes when I wake up, I find myself in a cycle of like, oh, I have to do this today. I have to do this call. I have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I've reframed it in my head and I wake up to like how lucky I am to be able to be on a call with someone from my team because I have a business or how lucky I am to have to bring my dog to the vet or something like that. So even just shifting those thoughts a little bit helps with gratitude. Oh my gosh. You are like, you're literally describing me. It's (laughs) so weird. I feel like we're all the same. (laughs) And I feel like sometimes I'm like, God, I'm such an asshole. Like, why can't I just like appreciate what I have? And I do like, I I do, I I do practice like gratitude. I really, I really, um, you know, I, I am really grateful, but I also, you know, I, in business, like, mm-hmm. like I want to keep moving. I want to keep, yeah. I, I like that aspect of myself. Yep. I think yeah, it's really important and it's, it makes it exciting for me. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I don't think there's, yeah. I mean, there's like healthy boundaries you can have, but I don't know if there's anything yeah. really, I wouldn't change it. You know, like if I wa- yeah. really wanted to slow down and just like enjoy the simple life in a shack and, and 
I don't know, some island, then yes, I would have to figure out a way to turn it off. But like, you know, I still want to keep going. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I think, no, you know, people, you know, of course, like having gratitude, like, duh, we appreciate what we have. But there's also, yeah. I mean, guys do it. Guys are always constantly like looking for more, like look, looking to be better, looking yeah. to like advance in their lives. Totally. And they're seen yep. as like ambitious and like a go-getter and a leader. But like, mm-hmm. why is it when women do it? It's like, oh, why can't she just be grateful for what she has? Yeah. Or, I totally like, why can't you that. just like appreciate where you're at? Like, mm-hmm. what is that double standard? What the hell? I have no idea, but I think it's up to us to just well <laughs> prove a different path for women, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like no shame or guilt for wanting to be better and wanting more in our lives. No. Game on. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the holidays, I know it's your, your first sober holidays. How mm-hmm. are you like preparing? What do you, what do you do? Like mentally, physically, do you, are you into um, non-alcoholic alternatives? Like what's your jam? Yeah, I really like non-alcoholic alternatives. Those have been like very helpful to me since the beginning. I feel like for a lot of people, it can go either way, but for me, they've been helpful. Um, Luckily for me, my holiday situation is just the four people in my immediate family. Mm. So it's not some big party or anything like that. I feel like in that situation I would have to do a little bit more mentally to just be like, you are not drinking, prepare more non-alcoholic alternatives, tell people, you know, at the event, but my family knows and is very supportive. So we're already like planning on making a bunch of non-alcoholic stuff. My dad has been like trying to figure out how to make non-alcoholic gin from this book that I got. Um, yeah, 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 that's the vibe. (laughs) Amazing. I love that. Yeah. And there's so many incredible alternatives. Oh yeah. Like so So good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, I've created a whole list. Awesome. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Whole guide. I just tried, um, athletic brewing, whatever they're called. Yeah. I was shook. It tastes exactly like beer. Oh yeah. And it's so good. It's so, so good. And I love how, you know, I mean, when, when they just feel lighter, like for Mm -hmm. some reason without the alcohol, Oh, totally. Um, and like the calories, I don't yeah. count calories. Like I'm not like that person, yeah. but like, I would definitely be so bloated every time I drank beer and I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. This ain't that bad. No. I feel horrible. It's like 50 calories for a can. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, Christina, what are, what do you have coming up right now? I know you have like an amazing business and podcast what do you have kind of on the horizon for, cause you know, we love more what, what's going on. <laughs> what do you see uh, where your business is going in the next little bit here? Yeah. Well, I can tell your listeners like a little bit about what I do. So I yeah. um, have online education resources. So online courses and programs specifically for, we use the word influencers, but like, you know, creators, anybody that is a thought leader in their space, like them, there's like yourself mm-hmm. um, to really like grow and monetize their influence online. 
So mm-hmm. I have two online courses. One is the influencer bootcamp, which is more focused on Instagram and getting brand collaborations and things like that. And then I have the blogger bootcamp for people that are more interested in writing and growing a blog and monetizing that way. Yeah. I have a mastermind program for women that want to work more directly with me. It's like a group coaching program. Cool. And then coming down the pipeline is in March. I'm not sure when this episode will be out, but in March we are launching a program about creating and launching your first online course, which I'm very excited about. Sweet. I've been living and breathing online courses for years now and yeah. um, very excited about that as the, as the next step. So that's my Ooh. baby right now. Oh, I definitely want to take that. I am definitely yeah, into that. You have a good <laughs> audience, good niche, lot of, lots of Yeah, you yeah. need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I love uh, watching, I mean, your reels are hilarious, but oh. they're also like very educational. Like you put in like some really great tips and tricks yeah. along the way. I love it. Thank you. Like the Thanks perfect so balance of humor and like education. Yeah, that's great. It took a while to kind of like figure out the flow with it, but yeah, we're in a good space now, especially the shower reel. People seem to be really, uh, Oh my God. Please please touch on that. Please tell me. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I had this, um, I have this reel that's me sitting in the shower with like the water pouring down my face and it says, it says when you run a million dollar business, but Karen from Ohio tells you to get a real job because <laughs> that's like the number one comment that I get, of course, is like get a real yeah. job, right? Like what even is that now? Yeah. Um, and so I'm just getting all these comments from, of course, men that are very triggered by a woman making money online. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but it's just kind of like reading between the lines on these comments to realize that it has nothing to do with me. Yes. Everything to do with some sort of internalized misogyny that they're dealing with. Oh, man. Everyone is like a keyboard, like warrior out there, whatever they're called. They just, yeah. yeah, It's like, and especially like, you know, with the more followers you get, I feel like the more kind of inhuman it makes you. Totally. Um, People don't realize there's like a person. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely people like behind these accounts, like real live people who have emotions and thoughts and feelings. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, finger. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So please be be kind and keep your comments or unsolicited advice to yourself. Yeah. And you don't need to message. I'm going to unfollow. We don't need need an airport announcement. Just silently click unfollow. Yeah, we're good. Uh, my mom always used to say this, and it's like a quote from from Bambi, I think. Um, you, you know, when thumpers, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, like, don't say anything at all. Yeah. And I think that's, that's like a rule that I live by. Totally. Um, it's just unnecessary. So just totally unnecessary. We yeah. Need more kindness and love in our life. Like, come on, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely got worse over the last year. And I I always just remember that, like, Anybody that I look up to business-wise, life-wise is never going to leave a comment like that. Like no one that you look up to that is successful and that is confident and has their shit together is going to leave a mean comment. It's just not even going to like be a passing thought. So totally. I mean, first we don't have time. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And they're just not on that vibration. So I think it's safe to say that you know, water seeks its own level, like we were talking about before. Um, So let's, let's just raise our vibe. Yeah. Keep on going. Absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah. If you wouldn't take advice from someone, don't take criticism from someone. That's my motto. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love yeah. it. Christina, one more question to anyone listening right now who is kind of like thinking about getting sober or, or going mm-hmm. through like maybe a rough patch. Uh, mm-hmm. What, what words of advice do you have? Yeah, I would say I get asked this a lot and I've been like trying to formulate my best answer to this. My advice would be, first of all, download the reframe app. Um, mm. This is not an ad, but reframe helped me so much in the first three months of my sobriety, just like the community and like the daily learnings about, um, about alcohol and what it's doing to your body. So download reframe. I think there's an opportunity to connect there with like other people that are sober or sober curious or moderating. And then my biggest piece of advice would be to try 30 days sober, because I feel like if you have a really hard time, like I couldn't make it past two days. (laughs) If you have a really hard time, then that is a sign that maybe something needs to change with your relationship with alcohol. And if you make it through and it's no problem and you feel great, then that could be also an opportunity to kind of reevaluate and be like, you know, what is this substance playing in my life? Maybe I can drink less than I was before. Yeah. And therapy. Love it. Those are three solid, (laughs) solid tidbits of advice. That's good. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for sharing your experience and knowledge. I really appreciate it. Of course, this has been so fun. Thank you. How great is Christina? And she's right. 30 days. Just take 30 days to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to leave your feedback. We love to hear your comments about the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We got you at any stage of your journey. We got your back from tips, tricks, how-tos to Sober Girl swag. We have amazing merch. Get some crewnecks for the winter season to workbooks and downloadable challenges. We got you covered. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.